0: What's welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, coming at you live from 104.5, six point one, these sister stations, and of course we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, where all the magic happens, and um, coming at you live on this coronavirus continuation, I mean it's just 2020, right, like just...
1: Nothing's 100. new, nothing's changed.
0: Turned on the news the other day and immediately turned it right back off. I was like, well, yeah, was, okay, that was a mistake. Yeah, there's uh, no...
1: The only news is it's awful and everything sucks. The end. Yeah, stay you're inside. Like, you're like, cool, cool, I can handle that.
0: Yeah, I get that. Um, we had, like,
1: two hurricane scares within, like, two hours.
0: Scares? They're still coming this way. One of them moved more over. To, it is better.
1: Uh, Depending on which model you choose. The European one is like, yeah, this is just this is just Louisiana. It sucks part two.
0: Yeah, I have seen that. And then I've also seen where that one moved over more west towards us. Yeah. So that, like, it's going to touch the other one now. And I'm like, oh, oh, good.
1: Yeah, so it's a good time. It's a good time to be alive.
0: These two hurricanes are either going to merge into a super one, which they, which all climatologists say can happen, or uh, drown Houston and Louisiana separately at the same time. Neat. Fancy. Love it. So here's my problem with that. By the way, little brother Nico and myself. Um, yeah, still alive. Here's my problem with that. Aside from California wildfires just blazing through, because it's the season. They, they have a season now for wildfires. It's now. Um, but beyond that, so when either New Orleans or Houston has ever had trouble with hurricanes before, the response hasn't been all that quick federally. I, I oh. think
1: I think it's for really, the uh, the nationwide hatred of Houston. It's like how we're never in, mentioned in like any Hollywood movie ever, except like when they're dealing with space and like yeah, that's, that's, that's the that's one, one exception, thing, right? Yeah. That's
0: it. Yeah. Uh Oh, is
1: this a space movie? And they're like, uh, no, it's like oh sorry, can't take place in Houston. My bad.
0: <laughs> there was a Charlie Sheen movie where he went on a chase and they used the Houston Toll Road to be the Mexico border,
1: which is inaccurate, but okay.
0: I was, I was old enough to remember them shooting that and them like, hiring extras and painting up the toll road because, like, they closed it, like, one weird Saturday or something. Um, That's funny. But, but overall, um, yeah, it's just a mess. But I, I do think – so I don't think it's that they hate Houston. I, I distinctly remember um, when Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey. The only senator who opposed the aid package was uh, oh, Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And and so then when, when Houston got hit with a super strong but low-ranked hurricane, and we had just tons and tons and tons and tons of water, and we wanted some help, um, every single senator made a point to compare the Houston aid package to the Hurricane Sandy aid package, and then go lower.
1: Yeah, which is, is kind of a terrible move, but he set himself up for that one.
0: It's absolutely Politics 101, and that's the thing. Like, listen, I know it sounds bad, and I know it's like, oh, but they're there, and they're supposed to help. They all do play politics, though, and he literally went in there and and acted like these guys were all terrible for helping New Jersey he played super politics, and so then when his city needed help, they were like, yo, yo, nah, fam. And they burned him for that one. And every news article pointed out how Hurricane Sandy, there was one lone senator who voted again, and like, oh, man. No, there were two. It was him and Rand Paul. But Rand Paul opposes everything every time the government writes a check.
1: So they just accepted it at that point?
0: Well, I, if Kentucky ever were to say that they needed help – they do. They need help on everything. I think they're like bottom 15 of every relevance category you would want to be in. Um, if Kentucky was ever like, hey, we need to fix something, I think everyone would tell them to stop electing Rand Paul first. But um, like I think everyone in, the, like everyone in the Senate would be like, we were going to write an aid bill for Kentucky, but Rand but. Paul –
1: Nothing happens in Kentucky. So we right. refuse to write this. Right. We, we will do as much as Kentucky helps the union.
0: Absolutely Wait, nothing. Put this together. Is is Kentucky's two senators, Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a desolate out there.
0: Wow. What an what an intriguing bunch of fun people they'd sent to represent them. I think think I've found the next State of the Union we don't need. Um, But yeah, so basically, Rand Paul was against it and Ted Cruz was against it. And so then when Ted Cruz needed something, they were like, yeah, but you were a jerk. So here's here's less than what Hurricane Sandy got. Right. But uh, because of that, uh, I always feel like we're not going to get the best – Speed of response won't be the fact. Like, we take care of our own, right? Like, when Houston flooded, it was Houstonians and Louisianans who came to their aid. Well, the yes. problem is, is this is going to be Houston and Louisiana at the same time. So, like, we're going to need someone else to, to come help. And it's not going to be Dallas or Oklahoma. So... Yeah,
1: because they're the worst.
0: Right. So, it's going to have to be the federal government this time, and they won't be able to save both of us. I mean, they'll choose Houston. I'm not worried about that part. There's too many black people in Louisiana. They'll choose Houston. I know, like, I'm, I'm not even a little bit like, I'm, I'm sorry, I just know how the certain powers that be think uh, Louisiana will get stuff after Houston does. Like, the truck that's on its way to Louisiana will stop at Houston first. I, I'm not even that worried about it. But, they can't help both of us at the same time.
1: Yeah, so you're saying they should just, hopefully it's just one of us and then we can we can live.
0: Yeah, hopefully – I don't really want the – like, hopefully it merges, skips Houston, Louisiana, lands in Oklahoma. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, just,
1: it just goes around like, a, like, a, like on a bubble.
0: <laughs> or, like, just up for some reason. Like, when they hit, they lunge up 1,000 feet in the air, and we just get, like, light rain. Yeah. And then it lands in Dallas.
1: Yeah, because we hate Dallas. They killed the president.
0: And then it plays Hungry Hungry Hippos with their city. God, man, why is Dallas the worst? Cause they don't have anything like, like everywhere else is known for stuff. Some, some terrible, some good, but everywhere is known for stuff except Dallas.
1: Nah, they killed the president. That's what they're known for. The worst of things.
0: Oh, they've been running from that one for a while. Uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have have, have some family from Austin. Every time they come down, not from Austin, from, uh, from Dallas. And every time they come down, I make it a point to let them know how much I hate Dallas and how they (laughs) killed the president.
0: Uh, I saw a thing one time. It was an interesting article where it was like, "When will time travel stories stop pretending like the continuation of the Kennedy presidency was would be good for history?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, intriguing." And it just pointed out like a lot of his foreign policy blunders and stuff, and like, would he get better in a second term, considering he was still making mistakes late in his first term?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's one of those interesting things. It's like. Like, do you would would if you stopped Abraham Lincoln from getting assassinated? What then? It's like, oh, the most corrupt president was immediately after him.
0: Right, right. But I bet Reconstruction like struggles mightily. Well, Which that's like, what... the reason
1: Reconstruction struggles is because of the super corrupt
0: guy. Well, but he would he was super generous to the South too, though. I oh, know those were Lincoln's policies. Now I'm sitting here. Nope. Yeah, those were Lincoln's policies that were generous to the South. Um, Maybe
1: we would have had a better United States. Who would have known?
0: None of the statues ever get put up? I don't know. The statues get put up 100 years later, so it's hard yeah. to
1: no, Yeah. Lincoln's way, way, even if he didn't get shot, way dead after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, Yeah, that's weird, man. That is weird. Can I tell you who I don't like? Who? I'm starting to not like Zack Snyder. Oh. Starting mean, to have a real problem with him.
1: Look, I didn't like him way long ago, so you're you're catching up to me on not liking Zack Snyder.
0: So, here's my thing. He made a tweet the other day that really actually kind of put him on my radar for the not liking category. Okay. Um, the trailer leaked early. It was debuted during DC's Fandom Week this weekend. We're going to talk about that somewhat. Um, however, the trailer leaked early. Okay. Um... A film critic-type person, I think, commented about the trailer leaking early and how he wasn't excited about it, how it had a couple new scenes in it. But overall, it felt very much in tone, in line with the old Justice League movie. So he's not sure exactly what difference, blah, blah, blah. Um, Zack Snyder made a comment, and the first half of the comment was kind of just rude in general. Oh, um... Well, the first, the first Justice League was for people who like Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, this critic apparently said he liked the, the first Justice League movie in the same way that he liked Saturday morning cartoons. And so he said, you said you liked the first Justice League movie like you liked your Saturday morning cartoons. You weren't the chosen demographic. Therefore, you didn't understand the movie as it was intended. And you're commenting on a leaked trailer. That's cool. Wait, Right. So, I was kind of like... Well, is he trying to say, like, he made a Justice League movie for people over 40? Like, I don't understand, first of all.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, he his his thing is, like, he always is, like... Well, I mean, even when he was making the... That, was it Batman vs. Superman is the one he was
0: on? Or is that a different one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah. all three. He did Man Steel, BVS, and Justice League.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, like, when he did when he did Batman or Superman, even then he was like, well, if you really think about it, it's a man with an S on his chest and a man with a bat talking to each other and it's like, yeah, but the, they're characters that you, like, they're like a conduit. You tell a story through them. They're not, like, just what they are, because, yeah, then it'd be kind of ridiculous. You gotta suspend your disbelief for a second.
0: Right. It's like yeah, he doesn't understand almost, it. There's something almost, like, idiotic about the way he explains these things. And then, like, Oh, if you, you're you fool if you think you live in a world where Batman doesn't kill people. Well, considering Batman's not real, I do live in a world where Batman doesn't kill people. Right. And to be fair, the Batman in my mind doesn't kill people. He cares about life. He's fighting for justice.
1: Exactly. He's well, fighting he- for justice. Breaking your legs, though. That definitely does happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. He hurts people. Like, I don't have a problem with any of that. Hurts them real bad. He hurts bad guys. I'm fine with that. Um... That's called vigilantism. It's why people should have a problem with them in the universe.
1: Exactly. It's
0: the same reason people might have a problem with a police officer who kills somebody.
1: Mm. Um, Getting relevant here.
0: Mm. uh, But so somehow Zack Snyder misses all the opportunity to comment on any of that. And then just complains about the fact that this guy watched the leaked trailer. I have two issues. Um, Three-ish, sort of. Okay, my first issue (laughs) is he didn't finish his movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean like I'm not going to blame him for that one because of like the, the circumstances around it.
0: No, no, I am going to blame him in the sense that he now has come back to it to do more with it as though the rest of the story didn't happen.
1: That's fair. Okay, but that that, problem, that part that part
0: I can yeah, yeah I don't that part I agree him with. Not being able to finish. But but you can't live in a vacuum after that. You didn't get to finish. You didn't fulfill your contract or your agreement with Warner Bros. Extraordinary circumstances, terrible situation, absolutely. However, you walked away. You wanted someone else to finish the movie they are paying for. This is true. They then tell their story. You don't get to then come behind them and destroy them and embarrass them and ridicule them for finishing the movie you didn't get to finish, which is basically what he's done to Joss Whedon. Right. Like, and let's can be we... really clear. He's not... He doesn't say Josh Whedon's name at all, but he is... He hammers this film all the time.
1: Yeah. But I don't... Like, I, I don't think that his version's any better.
0: Well, no, and that's... Okay. So, first of all, he didn't finish. Secondly, he's he's not showing any kind of respect for any sort of bro code whatsoever. Like... Like Joss Whedon didn't like Joss Whedon didn't want to come in and and destroy the Zack Snyder philosophy. First of all, BBS was mixed reviews. Like it sure. wasn't like there was some sort of unanimous Zack Snyder totally understands the DC universe feeling.
1: Right, and I'm not gonna dis I'm not gonna distance myself from the fact that there was a director's cut that was like three hours long.
0: Right. Sadly, it's the only one with a with a coherent story to it. Like. I still say the BVS, the, the the Batman versus Superman director's cut, is the only one that properly explains what the heck Lex Luthor is doing in the whole movie.
1: Right, and because the- if you don't,
0: and, that, and that's that's a crime on his front for making a movie so complicated that without the three hours, you don't understand why Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor. Um,
1: without without the taking up the entirety of what. Is, again, comparing everything to Marvel because that's what they tried to do. Right. Like, their only three-hour movie is their last one.
0: Yeah, the in-game. Uh, in-game game. is, I think, three and some change.
1: Right. Their only movie in, like, 15 million movies.
0: Yeah, everything else approaches three, but doesn't hit three. Two two ten, two twenty, two
1: forty, 210,
0: 220, 240, but nothing ever hits three. And then... Right. And then you turn around, and he takes three hours on the second movie with only three characters in it, really.
1: Right. It's just because it's so bloated. There's so much stuff in it.
0: Yeah, there's so much extra stuff that could have came out, and then somehow he still couldn't properly squeeze in the Lex Luthor storyline.
1: So here we go to expect that the seven-hour Justice League movie...
0: Well, didn't he announce that the cut would be over three hours?
1: Yeah, I think it was, I think it was like three hours and like 40 minutes. It's, I think... Just as long, if not a little bit longer than Infinity or uh, than Endgame.
0: Holy smokes! Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's stupid. First of all, that's just stupid. But beyond that, I don't understand uh, my third problem with him is the just the absolute mess he's talking in social media now. Like, there's never I can I can't think of another time when a director kept coming back to a project and being like, this project is way better than you guys know it is.
1: Right. And everyone's like, is it though? I think it's because someone's, there's like so much weird faith behind like this weird Zack Snyder cut that no one. It reminds
0: me of the Donner cut stuff. Although I'm too young to really remember it all. Essentially they fired Richard Donner, like midway through filming of the second movie uh, of Superman. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they brought someone else in and they finished it and people didn't like it Uh, they released the Donner cut on DVD like 20 plus years later Um, and like it sold like a regular movie coming out on DVD like it sold really well Mm -hmm. Um, but like I can't think of another instance where a director keeps coming back to a film like that like
1: yeah like like I can't I can't either like there's and like maybe like people talking about like maybe a canceled film but never something that's already come out.
0: Yeah, people talk about the Tim Burton Superman movie a lot. But I think that's almost just more car crash intrigue because Nick Cage and Tim Burton would have made the strangest story ever.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. For sure.
0: Like yeah, I, I want to see it, but I kind of want to see it just cuz it's going to be terrible.
1: Right. And if not terrible, it's definitely going to be real weird.
0: Right. Um, but, yeah, I kind of, at this point, like, I don't think I have much respect or love for Zack Snyder. And, honestly, the trailer, it, it makes an interesting choice musically by playing uh, Michael Coe or, uh, uh, oh, man, I can't think of the guy's name now. Uh, the Song Hallelujah. Um, and then it's, but it's a weird cover with, like, kind of, like, jazz timing to it. Hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't...
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see it when it comes out. And there's definitely going to be these comparisons to the original. But I just Can think... Can I that... tell you something?
0: Totally oh. unexcited about it coming out.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. This is this is definitely, like... We've been ragging on this the Snyder Cut for, like, two years at this point.
0: Right, but this is the trailer. This is the Don't You Want to See It trailer. Um... This is when I changed my mind on, I believe it was Wonder Woman. The trailer for Wonder Woman was so good. But, but it's what made me want to see the movie. Yeah, you know, and until it, was, that point, it was... I was like, I don't really know. Like, I, you know didn't do a good job, and B- BBS wasn't great. I don't know that I want to see it. And then the trailer was good, and I was like, I, do, I think I want to go see the movie. I think I'm convinced, blah, blah, blah. There's been a couple other movies that were like that here lately where trailers have actually done their job. Uh, Joker was not one of them either. Joker wasn't was one of them. great. The Joker trailer... Was awful. There was nothing in the Joker trailer that made me want to see the movie. Still haven't seen the movie. It's great uh, though. You love it, and a lot of people have said great things. My biggest problem is if the things that are supposed to sell me on a movie don't sell me on a movie, I'm probably not going to see it.
1: Uh, that's totally fair.
0: Um, and right now, the first trailer that came out for the Snyder Cut. I'm, I'm not, not feeling excited.
1: it. To be fair, I haven't even i haven't watched the Justice League movie since like it's been like a second since it came out like a month after it came out is when I saw it. Haven't seen it since. It,
0: it's, it should be important to note that both Wonder Woman and Aquaman were far better movies.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen both of those.
0: Far so. better movies. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't know. I feel like there's... unfair hype. Being, and then, like, the guy who played Cyborg is bad-mouthing Joss Whedon. Uh, Gal Gadot's woman. Is unhappy with Joss Whedon, like, there's a lot of people who are gnomes and mad at him.
1: That's a, weird, that's a weird thing, and I, you know, a lot of credit has to be given to Joss Whedon. That script was probably a nightmare, and he had to figure it out on his own and make it coherent.
0: Well, and there are rules too, like, if he wanted a directing credit, he had to uh, change,
1: like, what 60 or 70 percent or something, something
0: like, like that. that. I think it's 80 percent as what has to be shot in front of him, or something like that. There's guild-stated rules about that. It might be as low as 60. 60 might be better. But the reality is he has to shoot a majority of the film himself in order to be credited as a director. So like, he had to go in on a much smaller budget because everything's already been done one way and utilize what's being done to make a film. Which, by the way, the studio didn't even like what Zack Snyder was making. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, yay? I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. we can do more of the fandom stuff here in a little bit, but you said you were watching something this weekend.
1: what did you watch? Oh, uh, so I watched the, uh, Netflix documentary called High Score.
0: I, uh, I saw most of this. I fell asleep in the early part of it, but I, I watched from Sega Genesis on.
1: Um, I'll be honest with you. Kind of terrible.
0: <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because you are a video game not so historian. You... Yeah. You can name all kinds of things and dates and people.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Do you think that this is just the American history of video games, and that's what you don't like?
1: Uh, no, because I know a lot about. Uh, the only thing I, the only thing that this documentary covered that I didn't know was uh, the guys who made Star Fox. That's the only thing in this documentary I didn't know.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting little bit too, where that guy literally hacked a Game Boy.
1: Right. He's and better they, than them. He hacked the Game Boy because they're like, it can't be done. And he's like, I, look, I did it. And
0: they're like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> and then the idea of putting the chip in the cartridge was his. Like, that makes him yeah. pretty revolutionary. It also makes Nintendo pretty stupid because they've been making cartridges at that point for, like, 20 years. Yeah. Like, how did they never even come up with that before then?
1: It's just something that they didn't think was possible, so they just never tried it. And this guy was like, no, you can totally
0: do it. And they're like, whoa. Not even that order. Watch me do it.
1: <laughs> Stupid. Some, like, 19-year-old kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so what, what were your strong dislikes?
1: Um, so, like, the Is one thing I want to like get, two like. Two or three things. Uh, so, super unfocused. Um, yeah,
0: it, it did feel like they were kind of talking about, like, chapters, but not in any particular order.
1: They were talking about chapters in no particular order, and they kept bouncing around from, like, topic to topic to topic. They never really, like, there's no through line other than video games. But like, is there
0: really a through line to video games, I think, is kind of the fair point.
1: Um, yes, and it's, like, why I think it's unfocused. So, like, I think the point of a documentary is that they're supposed to take something and, like, deep dive into it. But this was, like, Thirty minutes in a Google search and like four interviews.
0: Good. Okay, all right. No, I think I. I don't disagree with that. It was very superficial in a lot of ways. I thought the Sega stuff was fascinating. Um, because yeah, I grew like up getting... in that era of that video game advertising war, mm-hmm. and uh, I did become a Sega Genesis convert uh, throughout that time. So like, they yeah. won me over. And it was interesting to see. We still then,
1: oh, own that Sega Genesis. It sits in my room.
0: That's, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm sort of jealous, but like, I can't think of a single thing I would do with it at this point.
1: It still works.
0: I, again, I don't even know what I would play on it.
1: I mean, yeah, considering I have all the games, there's not that many on there.
0: Should be an X-Men game laying around somewhere.
1: I couldn't find that, but it might really? be somewhere. Oh, yeah,
0: man. there was at least one I remember. Or maybe we just rented it every weekend for like a year. I thought we had it. I don't know maybe not
1: maybe not but yeah, so it was it was really it was really surface level um, and like outside of like some of the more interesting interviews like a lot of the interviews I had with the Japanese people were super short and like revealed nothing
0: well I Probably because there's been whole documentaries made about those people, like.
1: Right. Well, like the, then, like why even have them? Is my point. Like well, the final, I mean, like not,
0: you can't talk about role playing games and not at least credit RPG, you know, artist extraordinaire from Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, but it. like he's like so like he's relevant. He but he literally has forty five seconds of screen time.
0: Can, uh, can I be honest about why though? Why? The American audience doesn't like to read. So subtitles suck.
1: I mean, like, even even if you don't want to use this, like that interview was literally pointless. Also, the story of Final Fantasy and why it's named that is way more interesting than like
0: Yeah. Also like, that that his art gets turned into sprite form and like you have to pretend and imagine it still looks like that. Like, shut up.
1: Yeah, like it's just really weird.
0: No, it wasn't it wasn't the most focused. I totally agree. Um there were like I said, there were interesting bits. The, um, the whole thing about uh, the congressional hearing, and what was it, Night Moves or Night's Tales or whatever it was called? Uh, Night Stalker. In the, in the murder game, like, that was great. That was fantastic. I loved that whole part. Yeah, because and like... That, that game was totally meaningless in the history of video gaming, except for the fact that Congress got fixated on it and obliterated it. Exactly. And the and story maybe. about everything, the story about it, about how it got made and why it was made, is hilarious
1: yeah and it's it's funny it's literally just a guy who wanted to try something.
0: <laughs> the guy wanted to try something and he came up with a really a much better story. that video game would have been really cool to see and then he got the notes from Toymaker Mattel and couldn't make that game
1: Hasbro, but yes
0: Hasbro yeah, and then the notes were the worst thing ever
1: yeah so it was it was awful and uh, it's funny. <laughs> Like, and it's weird stuff like that that's really interesting, and I feel like they should, like, they should have gone really deep into it. Like, and I'm sure this documentary would be interesting to people who are, like, passerbys interested in video games, but, like, for someone like me who's, like, in the trenches that already know, like, again, the only thing I didn't know in this entire documentary was, like, maybe the names of these people, but I knew what happened and the stories behind them, and, like, the Star Fox guys. Those are the only two things that I can think of off the top of my head that I didn't know.
0: You knew the Night Moves guy already?
1: Yeah. That's weird. You're weird. I, I know a lot of stuff.
0: That's weird. I thought like, that whole story was fascinating. Just that you like, the notes completely ruined the game. The budget's so small that they have to make the bad guys wear garbage bags.
1: That was funny. That's so funny to me.
0: And then, like, the silly 80s sexual overtones when the game does get released in the 90s. It's just, like, over-the-top terrible. And, like, it's just all really, like, that whole story to me was hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah, that's probably one of the highlights of the, of the, of the documentary, for sure. But you
0: are you are right. I do think it's, like, a girlfriend's guide to, like, video games, kind of.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weirdly surface-level. Like, most documentary series, especially on Netflix, where, like, most of them are actually, like, super in-depth and really focused and, like, honed in. Like I think of like some of their great other limited series like The Pharmacist or like some of the other ones that they've done Tiger the How to Limit. Make
0: a Murderer and all that.
1: Yeah, where they're like yeah. hyper focused and really like on the nose and keen about it. And yeah, then the there's
0: pharmacist. that was a good one.
1: Right. It like it tells a story and it's super, you know, easy to follow. It's super enthralling. And then the video game one like can't keep its like feet on the ground because it keeps hopping from thing to thing
0: you know now that you mentioned that, he cleared like two major criminal cases
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure.
0: I totally forgot about that story for a second that he was that was an incredible story. It just it also sad the way it was
1: no it's super it's super depressing, but like really like really poignant and like really heartfelt It's just a great series
0: overall like
1: that's something I would recommend
0: right, no, that's fair. All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this this episode of Nerds. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey Dlg of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home. And I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses, local businesses here in Conroe uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open. They require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it. And if it's reasonable Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Town Jonovich and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new, or welcome back, I should say, to Nerd Thug Radio. We're right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. I was just on autopilot there, Nico.
1: Yeah, just starting over. There's another episode.
0: This, this is another episode, and another one, and another one. Every um,
1: episode is three episodes.
0: You know what? We could probably still do that. We just um, If we
1: did that, we'd be at, like, episode 1000.
0: <laughs> okay, I don't want to do that. That's too many. <laughs> It's too many. Somebody the other day explained to me that Critical Role has like 250 episodes, each of them four hours long.
1: Yeah, again, I I, I couldn't, I could never get into Critical Role. It's too big.
0: Yeah, I don't don't even, I don't even know where to go get into it because like I, I wanted to watch some of the first episodes on YouTube and there's apparently animated stuff that they don't show on the YouTube channel. I don't understand what the, what's the story there? I don't know, dude. Like they inserted animation to explain the characters but you just get a gray screen when you're watching it. I don't know. It's rude. It's very rude.
1: Very rude. Well, they probably have like a Patreon or something that you can
0: get, get all their content. Oh, they probably do. I said we should have a Patreon, but we tried that, and honestly, I don't blame anyone for not signing up, because we're best when we're free, you know? We're like, uh, we're like dolphins.
1: I don't know. Dolphins are pretty scummy, dude. They're like the dude bros of the
0: ocean. Yeah, that's probably exactly us then. Yeah, look at us. We are scum. We're rebel scum.
1: Hey, man, people <laughs> love the rebel scum.
0: You know they really do until they start thinking, like asking questions, like what are they even really rebelling against? Is it really that hard to be in the uh, in the empire? Yeah, in like in the
1: in the legends, like then you then discover like the reason the empire was created was to stop an even even greater threat. So it's like what well, are they really the bad
0: guys or are we the bad guys right like sometimes i just want to have the conversation like what are we against here like sometimes yeah you just tell like... Me in the movie so stargirl did a really funny thing where stargirl has formed her new little team of justice heroes justice society mm-hmm. it's all teenagers um and they're gonna they're about to stop the bad guys brainwave is gonna uh launch his powers through a satellite dish he's gonna control the the central area of America and, and control the minds of everybody and change their minds, okay? Okay. Uh well um their hacker girl finds like the manifesto and is reading it and all of a sudden it's like everything every like it's like the liberal like wish list. It's like all, all of them are like, wait, this is good. It's like universal healthcare, um uh like a, a tailored immigration policy. That's good for everybody. Like, I mean, it was like a, they listed a bunch of stuff that they wanted to do. They were against child separation. Like it turns out that these are like, <laughs> these are all the things everybody would want as they're walking into the tunnel and she's reading the list. They're like, uh, are we sure we're against these people? And it's only until they get to the very bottom when it's revealed that like one in four people will resist the mind, the mind control and die. And they're projecting to hit ten million people.
1: Right. So they're like, well, I guess we have to stop them.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, I guess we have to save the two and a half million people who are gonna die. <laughs> right. But the whole time they're reading the manifesto, they're kind of like, um, I I think I wanna roll with these guys. Like <laughs> Yeah. Mind control or not, it's not so bad.
1: And like, okay, think of like outside of like A few of like certain scenarios, like that one time stormtroopers punched Baby Yoda. Like, yeah, that's true. Honestly, like, like if you think about, you think back. Well, they do
0: kill uh, Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle in the first movie.
1: Okay, what if they were doing something illegal?
0: (laughs) Well, and they did roll up the whole planet of Alderaan.
1: Yeah, but like at that point, they were just trying to flex on the Resistance. Like, would that have happened? (laughs) So we've
0: completely moved on to Genocide being just an acceptable flex format.
1: No, I'm just
0: saying they wouldn't have done it if it weren't for the Rebels. Dang. Stormtrooper Nico blaming the Rebellion for the actions of the Empire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice brown shirt you're wearing.
1: Look. (laughs) Empire did nothing wrong until they did something wrong. Empire
0: uh, apparently gets a free pass here. Like, I just wanted to know what the policies were that sparked a rebellion. I'm I I'm fine with the fact that they did bad things. They did do bad things. Like, we could talk about that.
1: Yeah, and we everyone's done bad things. No, no, no place Whoa. on the planet Whoa. is like perfect.
0: Whoa, <laughs> this weird excuse of behavior for the empires. Now, I think I'm gonna have to run a background check on you, Nico. <laughs>
1: Look, I'm not saying that we should blow up another planet, although.
0: <laughs> but if we do, the Rebellion will definitely know we mean business.
1: Right. And if there was no Rebellion, we wouldn't have to blow up that planet. That's all I'm saying.
0: Wow. Hey, how did you feel like revisionist history-wise when they used the Death Star in uh, Rogue One to blow up that Jedi city?
1: Oh, where they like half blew up the planet?
0: Well yeah, so they only use one gun so they blow up one city. But if they had done that already, then surely Princess Leia knows they can definitely blow up Alderaan.
1: Yeah. Well remember no one no
0: one was there no one that saw what happened is alive, right? But they clearly the rebellion clearly knows and she's clearly part of the rebellion. They're uh, getting the plans, remember?
1: Does she tell them that they can't do it and they just do it anyways?
0: Uh, I don't know, but she sure seemed surprised when her planet got blown up.
1: I mean, like, maybe she didn't think it would happen so fast. Maybe she was waiting for, like, that slow wave and, like, it just completely obliterated. And she was like, oh, that was way different. Uh, <laughs> did
0: you guys make some upgrades around here?
1: <laughs> she was just surprised
0: at how fast it blew up. I, I just feel like that that part gets worse explained by, Rebel, by Rogue One existing. Still yeah. my most favorite of the movies.
1: Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. And, like, because then it, like, also puts into perspective how, like, awful uh, number seven is with the super Death Star. Yeah. Because yeah, for sure. that one literally blows up, like, an entire, like, chain of planets at
0: once. That one was even dumber. Like, it uses a sun, like, it sucks power out of the sun. Whoever heard of such a thing? That doesn't even make sense.
1: Yeah. It steals some sun energy. Like, they what, literally used the whole star by the end of it.
0: Is it stealing fission? Like, what is it even supposed to be doing? I don't even understand.
1: Yeah. Is it like a big vacuum cleaner? I don't like, know. Who, who made these rules?
0: Anyway. Um, this weekend was DC fandom, and a lot of cool stuff was done. Uh, the trailer for The Batman was, was premiered, and um, holy smokes. This is going to be real good. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, If a trailer's job is to make you want to see a movie, they have my $9 now.
1: All right, cool. Are you going to spend $30 at home, though?
0: (laughs) I'm need an R-rated version with a love scene. Uh, That's just my hard negotiation.
1: Yeah, I, I still don't understand that that business strategy on, on Disney+. Plus.
0: Um, my understanding is that the reason they came to that number was that it protects all the trickle-downs for the different things you do with the movie later. Like, I get it, but also that's real steep. Yeah, 30 bucks is a hit. Although, if you take a family to the movies, $30 is nothing. Yeah, if you take a family, but like if but you, you... But if this is a family movie, you gotta recognize that.
1: So oh like, no! Yeah,
0: if this was a date movie, uh, I don't know, maybe probably not. But if it was a date movie, they probably would charge ten bucks. But I, just, I just think it should just cost ten dollars, anyways. But because it's Mulan on the Disney Network, they were suspecting and anticipating families to go see this movie. Therefore, they went ahead and just they just said like a third just... of what a family would spend at the movies. I mean, Daddy used to spend 60 bucks just in tickets if we all went.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, I do think that's the goal.
1: I think so too, but man, $30 is real steep.
0: It is, unless you think, like, well, you know what I'm not buying? Like,
1: 50 tickets, tickets, and...
0: tickets. Yeah, six tickets at the theaters, getting people into and out of a car. We don't even have to put on pants, I don't even have to dress the baby change his diaper right here in the living room, still watch the movie. Like, I don't know. I think it's a high number, but I think it fits exactly the people who are watching that movie. It wouldn't surprise me to find out they get, like, two million downloads.
1: Right, no, I don't think so either, but man, just that raw number means that, like, anyone who's doesn't have a family and who isn't going to watch it with a bunch of people, like, just instantly, like, now nah, I'm
0: good. Well, uh, listen, it It's gonna show up free on the network, like yeah, eventually. Yeah, they'll still see it. They'll just wait longer.
1: Shout out to Artemis Fowl, that terrible movie that never happened. It it happened
0: now. It's free.
1: It came out as free, and still no one liked it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't even watch it. I had zero interest in it. Um, some interesting things though. The trailer's great. There's a great Nirvana song done really well in it. Um.
1: Yeah, good old classic rock. Am I right?
0: Uh, you know, as much as I hate classic rock here in Houston because all of the Houston rock stations still just play the same 25 songs, um, it's used really well in this trailer. So I still can appreciate that. But yeah, I, I'm like, listen, there's another genre of rock. I'm ready for it. Uh, but Rock, rock two. Rock two. Grungier grunge. Um, but. Also, they debuted some gameplay footage of the new Batman game, where you can play as Batgirl, Red Hood, Robin, Batman, and Nightwing, it looks like. It looks like you can be some combination of all five of them.
1: Ooh. I mean, they game all kind of do the same thing, but ooh.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. I, there's some stylistic choices there. I imagine Red Hood shoots people. Um, there were some interesting things, though, to it. You could also call in second player to help you. Oh, that's kind of cool so that's kind of neat and then they also previewed the trailer for the new suicide squad game that's scheduled for late 21 early 22 now oh, man that's so far is it though I mean if we I survive mean... 20 it's just right here
1: <laughs> I mean yeah but it, it video games has always been like that you they see really a trailer fun. and you'd be like oh yeah it's sick and they're like coming 2035 and you're like Why'd you show me? That?
0: <laughs> yeah, trailers. I don't know why they make trailers for video games. They really shouldn't. Who was it? Like it they should. They should
1: like- just make trailers. Like I don't know. Like even like even a year before feels a little too soon. Maybe like eight nine months then like releases. Well,
0: considering Cyberpunk still hasn't come out yet at all, they probably shouldn't make trailers. Yeah. Remember when Cyberpunk the trailer came out? They were like, "This game is coming out in like six months," and then a year later, they're like, "This game is coming out in six months." <laughs> Like, they were super close to release dates and still pushed it back another 12 weeks twice.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, as long as it's good at the end, no one really cares.
0: That's the weird thing. You can't do that in any other industry.
1: Yeah, but video games are so, like, because... Yeah, well, and also because people people put so many... Like, if a movie's terrible, like, you watch it once and then it, like, goes by because there's 50,000 movies. If, like, a video game's terrible, you know, you can still spend hundreds of hours in it and still be like, nope, this is still awful.
0: Uh, I guess, but, like...
1: Like, it's a different kind of... It's a different kind of experience, right?
0: No, it's it not the same is, thing. But, but there's still, but there's still an, an element of, like, managing expectation versus when you finally plug it in. Like, if you no can one also, knows they're You waiting can also five return years... the game. Well, but if no one knows they're waiting five years for a game then they don't feel bad when they put it in and it's good or it's bad. But if everyone knows they're waiting five years for a game and then they put it in... Well, I'll give you a perfect example. Fallout 4 versus No Man's Sky. Bethesda announced Fallout 4 at that E3 and then released it before Christmas that year. Yeah. And that was a cool, cool thing to do.
1: Right, but the Um, game wasn't particularly particularly
0: great. It wasn't particularly great, but the hype had, like... No one had time to overhype it. Everyone was just like, "They're not really, really are they? Really is it really about to? Oh my! Like literally in six weeks? No, it's not going to come out in six weeks." And then boom, it's out. But then the flip side of that, No Man's Sky had two years of buildup, where he literally told you from the beginning what the game was: it's space exploration, space explorer. It's Minecraft in space, guys. It's space exploration. That's all it is. Game came out and everyone was like, "Hey, it's just space exploration. This is boring." And it's taken like nine updates to change the tone and course of the game and to get people into it. People are into it now, but it took a long time to get there.
1: Right, and I think that's partially due to like managing expectations because it happens a lot too. There's a lot of Which people you who can't are like, manage
0: them when you when you lead with a trailer. That's why I don't think. That's why I think they should just get away from trailers completely. Anyway, I think, I I think so here. too. <laughs> so, so Suicide Squad trailer looks great. Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, Captain Boomerang. The name of the game is Kill the Justice League. Um, And in the trailer, at the end of it, they come across Superman who literally burns a dude alive. So, ooh, yes, and apparently it's set in the Arkham Games universe. Oh, that's funny. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be good, but it won't come out for like two, three, four, five more years.
1: Cool. I'll see it, and when I get to the ripe age of 40, I can play that game.
0: I'll be dead. Um, <laughs> it is, It is, though, overall an interesting idea. Alright, as we're wrapping up here, Nico, tell everybody about our friends The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More.
1: The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open at full operating hours. You are required to wear a mask if you do want to come inside, or if you want to stay safer. Uh, they still do have curbside and delivery options available. Uh, make sure to continuously check their website for all their new stuff coming in. They still got New things going on, like free comic book summer still going on through September 8th is the last week. Uh, come in, get your free stuff, get a little passport, get your stamps, turn that stamp for loyalty points, which you can use for discounts or a private room or various other options in the store. A wonderful place, wonderful staff, super clean, family-friendly, open table space, limited but first come, first serve. The adventure begins, comics, games, and more. That's right. It's
0: where uh, where I play my Dungeons and Dragons. It's where I do my stuff. And then uh, they got my comic books in a hold there. I love it. Love the Adventure Begins comic tapes and more. See their ad in my comic books. Right now I got a Kickstarter up. Their ad's going to appear in that one as well. Uh, It's for DMA, the Department of Many Human Affairs. Uh, You can support it for as little as a dollar if you don't want anything, or $3 if you want a digital copy. There you Uh, go. Yeah, that's DMA, the Department of MetaHuman Affairs, on Kickstarter right now. Go check it out. Um, we're kind of up against it here, so I guess we'll kind of get out on that note. Uh, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, and The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel, be safe, be clean, be happy, be friendly, be kind, take care of each other, uh, Alderon deserves to live, Nico's wrong, uh, fight the power, Black Lives Matter. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy,
1: Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.